The views and opinions expressed on this podcast do not represent the views of anyone. All facts presented here are 100% true and accurate unless they aren't. We use strong language, including Russian and Latvian here, so listener circumspection is advised. Cucumber Bender Snatch. How do you spell that name? What? <laughs> <laughs> the cucumber one. You've really never heard of Benedict Cumberbatch? I've never heard that. This is my first time ever hearing. Oh, that. he was in the Imitation Game. No, no, he played I, a. I, I, the I know the actor. I know yeah. the actor. Definitely, like, uh, like the second Star Trek. But like, I never knew his name. I honestly, okay. You know what? Never mind. Let's start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of great names, um, I'm Nora Day, and I'm here with my co-host today, Mike Ford. Hi, everybody. Today, we're going to examine something that we found in the woods somewhere. And to help us do that today, we have Sebastian, who's a co-worker with us at Dos Gatos. Hello. Um, and today, what we're going to examine is uh, the skunk ape. We're going to probably go ahead. It is sort of like a Bigfoot thing. Um, Okay, according to the research that I found... Let me say um 30 more times. Oh, yeah. I have not done it. <laughs> according to the research I found, it is very similar to a Bigfoot. The, uh, according to the Smithsonian, hair samples found in East Texas, which could very well be a, uh, a skunk ape, do match similar hair samples found from actual, in the Northeast, actual, what we know as Bigfoot sightings. Oh, that's interesting. From what I could tell, um, Bigfoot, I guess, yetis, skunk apes, um, things of that nature fall under the category of a wood ape. And there is an organization called the North American Wood Ape Conservancy. Um, they're a tax-exempt, nonprofit uh, organization that's run by an internal revenue service or recognized by an internal revenue service as well. They consist of 60 members, and those 60 members consist of biologists and other professionals. Other professionals. Other professionals. That's other like professionals. when you read uh, the ingredients list and it just says other ingredients. <laughs> <Okay>. Natural <laughs> ingredients. Uh, no, that sounds, that sounds absolutely without any sort of credulity or question. One Hundred percent legit. They are so legit. Uh, um, you they, said they're nonprofit. They are nonprofit. So they are as legit as your average uh, church. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Wow. So they are dedicated to the research and education um, about unlisted large apes known as Sasquatch or Bigfoot and things of that nature. A lot of this information comes from a biologist named John A. Binder Nigel. John A. Binder Nigel. Um, yeah. Binder Nigel Cumberbatch. Binder, maybe? <laughs> no? Uh, They're just making things up. That, that's, yeah, no, that's obviously a made-up name. There's, there's like, no way that anyone... I have anyone... trouble believing a gentleman who clearly made up his own name. The description of the wood ape uh, on this website is a large bulk, a powerful build, a thick chest, a thick, short neck, 
a, protrude, a protruding chin. Yeah, they're basically just describing like a hairy bodybuilder at this point. I was going to say Gaston <laughs> from Beauty and the Beast. Gaston. <laughs> basically, Gaston's just walking around in the woods out there, extremely hairy. Like Gaston <laughs> got cursed by the same witch that the Beast did. But if maybe he was, Gaston was a redhead. Oh. Yes. Apparently, because this is a these are these are reddish brown hair, kind of orangish, almost orangutanish hair. Yeah. Or black with silver tips. Um, it we'll varies between that. the two, but but yeah, we'll we'll get into we'll it. Get one into has that a soul, minute. one does not have a soul. <laughs> um, and one thing that they kept mentioning on this website over and over again was that it definitely does not have a pointy bear nose. It has a flat face, not a pointy bear nose. So at all. very much a monkey nose, not a not a bear, not a snout like a dog or a bear. Yes, or a horse. And I guess a lot a of people. I mean, I have heard this theory a few times where they're just like they don't know what a bear looks like. It's just a bear wandering around uh -huh. out there, and they just don't know what that is. Now I have seen the YouTube photo of a bear walking on its hind legs, just wandering through the neighborhood looking in people's trash cans. It, looks, it like, looks freaky. It looks like a bear on its hind legs. It looks clearly it like a bear a on its hind legs. it has a pointy nose. It has a pointy nose. It's got big bear ears. <laughs> it looks, like it looks, it yeah. looks freaky. Yeah. I won't lie. That but it's obviously a bear. That just the thing. Yeah. If it has a pointy nose, it's a bear. And if it does not have a pointy nose, it is a wood ape. Now, the pictures that I was able to find of the, uh, specifically the Florida skunk ape version of the wood ape, very, very much a, uh, a monkey type, I mean, flat, yeah. no no major snout yeah. there. Uh, the only picture I was able to find of uh, the Sabine thing, which is what we're eventually getting to, or the Caddo Lake creature. Caddo uh, Critter. Caddo Critter, Caddo Lake Critter, is uh, potentially um, a picture from Michael Crichton's Congo, the movie. Really? That was the, that was the photo <laughs> that was represented <laughs> on that one. Yes, um, another go. description that is not about their fur, because I want to get to that in a minute. Yes. Um, they described the wood ape's breasts in this website, and they are described as pendulous or long and droopy. And it's like... Like Betty White, like basically. Betty White just started working out really hard. For the record, lovely woman. How would you react wonderful, to Betty wonderful naked woman? Betty and I'm White sure her breasts are just unbelievably perfect. I think I would react the same as all these other people. Like, what the hell is that? But um, I think I'd ask for an autograph. That is unfair to Betty White. She has beautiful perky tits. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Perfect, and we love Betty White. I am so certain they are um, they are firm as a ripe mango and not long and droopy at all. No, no, no. No. Lovely the, woman. Lovely woman. It, for the swamp ape, does it go for both male and female? For the the droopy breast. The no, that is the... just that's well. Just it it depends on how Gastoni the males actually were in their <laughs> oh, youth, because okay. once you stop working out, you know, especially once you quit the steroids, things do start the to gravity drip. takes a hold of us. Yeah, yeah, real quick, real quick. Um. This website's really cool because it does have an interactive reports map, and that's how I found a couple of the Houston sightings that we're going to cover in a little bit. Oh, excellent. Um, uh, and this website, they used to be the Texas Bigfoot Research Conservancy, and now they're called the North American Wood Ape Conservancy, but their interactive map just had Texas, Oklahoma, um, Louisiana, and uh, Arkansas. That's it. Well, we can we can fully understand how these wood apes would not necessarily pay attention to state borders, 
Uh, I mean, that's all kind of in the general area. Yeah. They can't just call themselves Texas but because they do like have to include Louisiana and probably yeah. Florida as well. And it just seems like they've, they've grown a little bit. And the hair color of these things is um, either light or dark brown or black or gray or light or white or silver tipped or red or reddish brown. And I just want to say I think it's really funny that they like list it as silver tipped. Like they have a salt and pepper. Like, These are the older ones. Yeah. That is that is <laughs> literally, I believe, like the George, every like the single hair color. That's every use whenever. Yeah, you know, you got the the George the George Clooney walking around with the Betty White. You oh know, my God. yeah. Uh, apparently, both great this sense is of humor. The Hollywood yeah. of Woody. That's what this is. This is an this is a coordinated <laughs> prank between George Clooney and Betty White. Dude, that would be amazing. That would we be the best prank on the face of it. That's like the greatest conspiracy right there. Right? Forget, forget about the Illuminati guys. Like, Speaking that, of conspiracies, there are strange and bizarre connections to wood apes and. UFOs, government conspiracies, all sorts of things. They're aliens, they're their DNA research, I love gene the Bigfoot alien thing so much. Bigfoot like they've alien? seen, yes, uh, they've seen Bigfoot have been spotted near like alien crafts that have been taking off. Like the alien. Haven't just, Bigfoot actually been seen flying yes, alien craft? Right. Yes, I think they said that on the last podcast on the left. Hello, boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, once again, we'd love to give you guys a shout out. We enjoy your podcast immensely. Notice us, senpai. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, did you just say senpai? Yes. I think she did. Yeah. I don't know and then, did. like, yeah, going back to the UFO thing, it's like the UFO is just giving Bigfoot a ride and like <laughs> dropping him off after the party. Like, glad you got home safe, just man. Chill, bro. Just so good. Yeah. Now the one, I mean, the ones that I've mostly found in in Florida, it seems that those are the reddish orange and black with white tips. Uh, as you get into the Pacific Northwestern wood apes, those are the ones that are brown and gray. Uh, and yeah. uh, even just basically kind of mossy, um, not kind of a, a brownish green. I even read. Yeah, and I've read that in um, like Texas and Louisiana, more of them are a reddish brown or a red color, and I think that's skunk apes in general. Like you were saying, do you want to go into skunk apes a little bit more? They, there are a few yes. differences. Um, the uh, yeah, when you think of Sasquatch, when you think of Bigfoot, uh, you're thinking of the most popular one, but from what I understand, wood apes do have several different kind of breeds, just like dogs. Yeah. Uh, in Florida mainly, although in the swamps of Louisiana, as well as in East Texas, which we'll cover potentially, um, you find what is known as the skunk ape. The skunk ape is uh, generally, um, it lives, well, just as reclusive, just as intelligent, looks like a, about a two foot shorter Bigfoot. Uh, very ape-like in appearance, although stands upright and walks upright. Uh, at one point, according to the Smithsonian there, uh, article, there was a busload of 20 people that actually saw, all together, they all witnessed this creature crossing the road. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, the, the Florida skunk cake was actually very, very, very heavily documented. Uh, there is an entire research facility uh, run by a gentleman who has seen personally a skunk ape three different times uh, and has a large collection of evidence. Um, it generally is thought to live in alligator dens. 
because the one thing that all of these skunk apes have in common that most Bigfoots do not is they smell just absolutely foul. Which is why they're called the skunk ape. Now, you, uh, uh, Sebastian, our guest today, you have actually had an encounter in Houston with a potential skunk ape. And you, I remember you saying that one of the things that you remember about it was the smell. Yes. I remember um, right before I saw it, I actually, it's kind of a joke, we, um, as friends, we were teenagers back then. So it's just like we would fart all the time, you know, just like farts are funny. How are they not funny? <laughs> and so right before, I guess, like, I thought I saw something, I was just like, dude, did someone fart? Because it just smelled as if, like, just raw eggs, <laughs> just, like, just sulfur, just, like, as if, like... Really dank. Yeah, re- really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I mean, you could say that, but it's just, like... They, uh, it, like, they are often described... Put it on my face. The smell is very sulfury, or basically, like, rotting garbage, or just very, very extremely skunky. Yes, I can almost taste it to a certain extent. Like, it just, like it, like, honestly, just like opening up a really, really good sack of weed. That's and, 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 really and honestly, I have to dang. say that <laughs> I know a guy that this. Not describes. that we know what that smells no, like. No, it's a, it's no we don't know what. I, that I I know a guy. He lives down on the corner. Uh, he's. Uh, I I know a guy that that actually described very. You know, kind of like kind of like a fart, kind of like rotting garbage, and just yeah. extremely skunky, like he just opened up a bag of wheat. So yeah, uh, just uh, <laughs> would like to point he out probably to wears patchouli. the federal patchouli. government that uh, I do not, under any circumstances, buy or smoke weed with or for homeless people. This is people. satire. Yeah, all satire. 100% satirical. Yeah. Um, we don't even So anyway, so uh, skunk apes are extremely well documented in Florida and in southern Louisiana. However, uh, we are, you know, being based in Texas, are very Texas-centric. Mm. As you just come around the Gulf, uh, you don't even really leave the swamp from Louisiana. You come into places like Beaumont, which is straddled right, uh, is straddled by, yes, is straddled by, uh, okay, so right across the border from, (laughs) right across the border from Louisiana, you have Beaumont, which is straddled by places like Caddo Lake, uh, and also Sabine, and then just curving down around the Gulf, again, without even really leaving the swamp, you've got Houston. Um, And Sabine is actually pretty close to the event that happened in our last episode, uh, Angelina National Forest. It's it's pretty close to that area. It, it is not so far. So this is East a supernatural Texas. area. Uh, apparently, yeah, a lot of cryptids don't seem to be too concerned with Central Texas, uh, although East Texas, uh, a little bit in West Texas, yeah. but mostly uh, East Texas seems just rife with uh, spottings of strange creatures, hmm. which again may be the residents of East Texas. Huh. That just haven't showered in a little I bit. Have, I have met many, many very <laughs> lovely people, very strange people in East Texas. Uh, not Austin weird, but but just the there is guy. there is definitely a culture. Definitely like large hairy men wandering around out there. Yes. No shirt. Maybe sometimes you find them no pants middle of the night. Like, like if, the, you know, if the people from Cajun country, you know, uh, thought that the swamp was just getting a little too overrun, so they wanted to move out to the country. Uh, so that's where they, they went to East Texas. 
Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we do have a gentleman from East Texas that I do want to interview about a couple of stories later. And For we, those of you who know Boomhauer, this is the accident uh, from... Uh, East Texas. Uh, yeah. Boom, yeah. Boomhauer from... King of the, King of the uh, Hill. King of yeah. the Hill. Yes, that's the accent that and we are talking about here. It's an awesome accent because it's like its own language. And my... Um, my sophomore year, my history teacher, he was from uh, East Texas, and I walked into class. Uh, his name was Coach Sansom. Hi, Coach Sansom. And <laughs> I thought to myself, I'm going to fail this class because I cannot understand this man. So I kind of had <laughs> to, like, learn on the fly how oh to understand God. East Texan. And now I can translate it is for like, you. <laughs> is, is, that like, is that, like, considered Creole? Or like, no, they just talk really, yeah. really no, fast. No, it's, it's definitely not Creole. They just talk fast. Uh, they know what they want to say. Uh, so anyway, we are getting a, a little bit into East Texas. Um as I said, Beaumont right there across Louisiana and Houston. Do we want to go in? Do we want to hear uh, his story right now? Or do we want um, to cover uh, Cato and Sabine bit. a little bit? Yeah, let me cover uh, Cato and Sabine a little bit. Okay. So, um, as we were saying, another thing that points towards this being a very supernatural area is um, Cato Lake actually has an interesting little bit of folklore about it. Um, there's a Native American, a Caddo, uh, old Caddoan tale, and it says the great spirit told a Caddo chief to move his village or the earth would swallow it. He ignored the spirit, and while leading a hunting party a little while later, the ground started violently shaking. When the hunting party returned to the village, they found that it had been swallowed by a lake that had not been there before. That actually has some history rooted in it probably, because in 1811, an earthquake caused a bunch of trees to fall, forming a dam that created Caddo Lake. And then a while later, in the early 1900s, they decided to create a cement dam there to keep the lake permanent. So it's weird because it's kind of uh, natural made and kind of man made, and it does have that sort of you know, mystical story. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, especially at that time, different rivers, uh, systems, I'll, that happened quite often. Yeah. Um, especially with logging, they didn't really care if an Indian village was going to get flooded. Um, yeah. So I mean, that, that happened quite often at the time that, you know, people would come back and their entire village was gone. They'd come back from a hunting raid. Yeah. Um, but it, well, it's a, not, it is a tragedy, yeah. and it, it founds the entire area on a tragedy. Although, it, yes. uh, did you find out exactly how deep Caddo Lake was at its deepest point? I didn't find out um, how deep it was. There have been reports of, from what I can tell, like, there have been some people that think they've seen a Loch Ness-type creature in the lake, but I didn't really delve into that because that's not what this episode is Everything that I found that it was kind of uh, around Caddo Lake, it, it, was, it was barely even a lake. It was mostly just uh, sloughs, swamps, bayous. Yeah. It was a large collection of interconnected water, but at the same time, more swampy than, than much of a lake. I mean, it's a large lake, but it's like surrounded by swamp, swampy areas. Gotcha, okay. Sort of. And it's a uh, 25,400-acre lake and wetland. So, again, it is, it is very swampy, and it's um, on the border of East Texas, West Louisiana. Uh, it's named Caddo after the Caddo Native Americans. And From Chief Caddo. Yeah. Who the Great Spirit told. No. No? No? Okay. No. Nope. Right. No? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have it. No. <laughs> um, it is the world's largest cypress forest as yeah. well. And that... 
Cypress. Seems now that that to... is a that is a hell of a claim, but it is made. I gotta say by the Texas Parks and Wildlife Association, so you figure you can trust them when they say the world's largest cypress forest. We believe it. We believe. It. Yeah. Well, and and Cypress always has. <laughs> that was a very convincing. Yeah. Well, I was trying. I'm sorry. I was trying to find. I got this um, this particular information from a website called ParanormalEncounters.com. I actually tracked down that claim on Paranormal Encounters to the Texas Parks and Wildlife okay, Association. Cool. So, so I guess we can believe. So that. yeah, it's officially the. The largest. government would never lie to us. No, 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 no. because they don't have anyone uh, named John, John A. a. Bender Nigel. Actually, that sounds like exactly like someone who works for the government. That sounds like a wild thornberried. Or, or like the guy, the guy who shows up just in a black suit and black glasses, you know, driving the black Lincoln. Hi, my name is John A. Bender Nigel. This is my associate, Mr. Face. You know, Mr. Face. We're not with the CIA. We didn't mention that. You did. <laughs> no, to me it sounds like a guy that like wanders around in the swamps all day looking at like weird bugs. <laughs> with really, really yeah, thick glasses. Yeah, I can yeah. see that too. I mean, like yeah, yeah. Coke bottle glass. I have not seen a I picture. I think it's I just, the Nigel, just the Nigel name, or is it something just like Safari could just like into I think you just are thinking of the wild I can't get them out of my head. Again. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I, I really, I really love them. They're, 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 it's, it's a great they're, show. They're a great family. I do know that the next time <laughs> someone cuts me off in traffic, I'm going to try out the word Bender Nigel just to make it, see if that makes me feel better. They're gonna be like, what the fuck? Screw you, Bender Nigel. They're gonna go. You can't say that word without They're that gonna go without be like, smiling. The fuck a little a little bit. It's gotta make you feel better. It has to. Oh but um, it sounds like an insult. If I go walk up to you and call you a Bender Nigel, you're gonna punch me. I, uh, After looking all, at I'd me confused, confused for a little while, yeah. Confused, yeah. I'd laugh, That's a good and way I'd to like, stop a fight. I would love Shut up, Bender Nigel. Nigel. You're calling each like, other names <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> yeah. You're just Bender like, Nigel, what the fuck does that mean? Trying to stop a fight by taking off your pants. Just oh my like, god, what? <laughs> what's up, bro? What do you want? All right, everyone. I would like to take a moment to give a shout out to Brothers Construction of Austin. Uh, whether you're building a barn to protect your goats from chupacabra or remodeling your kitchen after Bigfoot found the lima beans, uh, Brothers Construction is the only name you need to know. Fully insured and bonded, Brothers Construction is a full-scale, no-hassle operation specializing in turnkey construction, including electrical and plumbing. If you're in Central Texas, from Dripping Springs to Bastrop, San Marcos to Leander, you need to contact Brothers Construction. Tell them you heard about them on In the Woods somewhere, and they're going to knock $100 off your quote just like that. Find them on Facebook at Brothers Construction ATX or shoot them an email at brothersconstructionaustin at gmail.com. You'll wind up recommending them to your friends. Um, but cypress trees are often connected with a lot of various uh, spiritual things. <laughs> um, oh, very descriptive. Very, I, very descriptive. But they're very spiritual trees and that might just be because they're always in sort of a swampy area and so they have an air of mystery just because swamps have an air of mystery to them as well. They do grow very unusual as well. Yes. Like uh, they're just a, They're just a very oddly structured tree. Yeah. Um, and then um, going back to Caddo and the Caddo Critter which we mentioned earlier um it's really interesting because there is Caddo Lake, and then all the way across the state near Dallas, there is Caddo, Texas, which is essentially a ghost town at this point. Um, and then back in the 19, I believe it was the 1930s, um, 
there was a sighting in Caddo, Texas, of a gentleman named Charlie Gant, who saw an ape-like creature and emptied his revolver at it and did not shoot it at all. <laughs> wow. And the picture of this guy online is, like, holding, like, his gun and then, like, a jug of alcohol. <laughs> How, uh, man, that's... Uh, now, now, revolvers, okay, not like he's not carrying a rifle, not the most accurate at distance. Yeah. No. Um, however... Uh, man, uh, he, how many times did he fire at it? Ten times. Nine Ten eight. times. So he unloaded his revolver, loaded it back up, it. and refired, and still never hit the thing. And like, that is impressive. He just saw that some is impressively weird... bad. This is Texas oh. for you. He just saw some random weird creature, and he was like, I'm gonna shoot it. No, yeah, <laughs> it could be a trespasser, you know, it That's could be a dirty hippie, it could be a bear. Either way, he might be eating tonight. Oh, no, no, that's over the line. Too much, too much. Uh, too soon, too soon. Man, far away, just like way too drunk. And um, <laughs> then another sighting the same day was a nine-year-old named Gene Couch that saw something while walking to a fishing spot. He saw an ape-like creature. And then that night, a woman said that she heard something fighting with the dogs somewhere out in the woods. And you can always trust a nine-year-old. Especially if they're in trouble. Yes. For coming home late. Oh, yes. Absolutely, nine-year-olds were... From the fishing spot? From the fishing spot. Mm-hmm. I'd rather trust a nine-year-old with than a drunk old man with a gun any day. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you have to trust the drunk old man with a gun because he might shoot you. Fair enough. Because Fair he enough. might think <laughs> that you are a Bigfoot, and obviously the best thing to do with big feet is to shoot them. Now, I only um, mention this one. Where I'm not really talking don't about Bigfoot. Don't don't shoot people. <laughs> don't shoot people. Don't shoot people's feet. Um, don't shoot. Just don't. Regardless don't of the shoot. Size. Um, so I only mention this critter because it's so odd that I've heard mentions of the Caddo critter, and sometimes people are referring to this ghost town uh, ape creature, and then sometimes they're referring to the Caddo Lake critter. And we, to be clear, are specifically today talking about the Caddo Lake creature. Yes, critter. And Caddo Lake critter. critter. Caddo Lake critter. I keep saying creature. I keep thinking creature from the Black Lagoon. Caddo Lake. When in fact, I should be thinking Harry and the Hendersons. But like I said, we're not really talking about sightings in the rest of the state. I just wanted to mention Caddo, Texas, in case there was any sort of confusion. Um, We are talking about the Caddo Lake critter. Um, and really all I could find was that in the 1970s, there were several sightings around Caddo Lake of a grayish ape-like creature. And um, this a few years ago in 2002, more than a few years ago now, oh my God. Um, it's a bit. <laughs> it's, it's a bit It's been a while. Yeah. Um, there was another, there were a few more sightings of a grayish ape-like creature in Sabine. And that is the Sabine thing. And that's why they think they're similar creatures or critters, um, because they're both grayish ape-like creatures, which I think is interesting, considering that usually skunk apes are more of a reddish. Yeah. And they seem to be extremely territorial, and at least for skunk apes, live for a large portion of their lives, uh, potentially in underground alligator caves or dens similar to alligator caves. Hmm. Uh, Also, um, potentially... Uh, in drainage ditches and sewers as deforestation and the urban scro- the urban crawl totally continues to take over their environments. Mm. Um, 
And then there were a couple of Houston sightings as well. Um, and Houston is actually where Sebastian saw his creature. Um, there and was for those of you who don't know, Houston is basically a drained swamp. Uh, it yes. used to be a swamp, then they settled it, then they kept growing. A lot of, yeah, it's uh, flooding is extremely common. Um, it's The climate is not that different from Louisiana or, uh, or Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. That's a very good point. And if it weren't for the city having built right over the swamp there, it would still be a swamp. And in two, in September of 2006, there was a cyclist in Attic's Reservoir Woodlands, um, and she spotted something while she was cycling. And then in the Northeast Harris County in 1986, a teenage girl walking home at like 2.30 in the morning said something hurtled itself over a five-foot fence, landed low, and then when it stood up, it stood up to seven feet tall, and she said it was a pitch black creature. She couldn't even see, it was like really hairy and big, and she couldn't even make out its features. That Mm. could have also been because of how late at night it was. Um, But it stared at her, they made eye contact for a minute, it stared at her, and then it ran away. And she said she was so scared that she couldn't move for 45 minutes. Jeez. Now, Sebastian, Harris County is uh, the same place where you had that was your the encounter. county where I lived in. I, that's very... Yeah. So okay, so, like so tell us a little bit about, about your, your experience. County. So it was just a um, typical night. Uh, how, how old were you? I was, I believe, 19 at the time. Okay. 19. So you were sitting outside on uh, your friend's patio, right? Yes. In the, I was in the backyard. We were just, like, you know, hanging out, having a couple of beers. What, uh, I mean, what, what was it in a Holding neighborhood? A was it beers, in suburbia? Yes, of, at the time, of course. I do not condone uh, underage drinking. Definitely right, no, satire. Know. Satire, complete satire. <laughs> uh, but uh, you were we were in a neighborhood, right? Yes. This is not like, you know, just you're sitting out in the no, swamps on your friend's no. back porch. Um, this is a neighborhood. E- but even so, um, our neighborhoods, um, it was like a Bakeland area, Clear Lake area. It was right next to like a Nassau Bay Park as well, right next okay. to the uh, NASA station as well. Like whenever okay. here in Houston we have a problem, they were actually communicating with that exact one, so they might as well have been saying Clear Lake we have a problem. But gotcha. it was a very just woodsy area all That's around, right. ditches yeah. right behind the neighborhood as well. And um, we were just kind of hanging out and then went to the, to the side of the house to smoke a cigarette because parents didn't like to smoke a cigarette. I mean, cigarettes are great. Right, well, kids, yeah. don't smoke. <laughs> don't start. And... Um, he had these plants. I had, had don't really know what the name of the plant is, obviously, but it's just like it goes all the way up the house, and I just remember just like a really saying, tall plant. Yes, just like kind of a, an just ivy? like uh, multiple of them, I guess. It just kind of it, like a thin thin palm tree, I want to say. Okay, and it had like the, the leaves just like that, and I remember it was about I want to say like one o'clock in the morning, and it was me and about four other friends, and we're all just in a circle like smoking cigarettes, and then I just see just like um, the wind moving. And then I see a uh, leaf almost go back a little bit, like the stem of it uh, right in the middle of the house kind of bend back a little bit. And then I look up and I, it just seemed as if something was just, the, the leaf, I just followed the leaf itself. I, that was how I looked up. And it was bent back completely as if something was holding it like in place instead of like the wind just pushing it that far yeah. back. Right. And. Almost like the wind had pushed it and something had grabbed it mm. and kept pulling it. Okay, it was just like completely. And this was back. this was right after you smelled that very distinctive yes. sulfury smell. Like, when uh, you were telling me the story earlier, you told me that you got a very um, like a pit in your oh, stomach. Was, a this, very, was, this was the most yeah. guttural feeling I've ever felt. Like, and I, I love scary things. You know, I get wrong. I like yeah. I even like being scared. Like, I love going to haunted houses. 
this one was just like I should have almost pissed my pants. I'm not even gonna like lie. a different, like, a completely different feeling. Yeah. Big time, and it was almost instantaneous to where like adrenaline just started pumping through my veins. And then my, you noticed that. I whenever whenever I looked up, I didn't. When I, did you notice the smell? The smell um, after we lit the cigarettes, it was maybe like a minute after. Honestly, like I wasn't even halfway through a cigarette. And I was like, dude, Danny, did you fart? Like, Danny, yeah. you, uh, <laughs> Nick, and it was just horrible. Like, and then I saw the... Che- and then like, I saw- what are you guys eating? Oh, sure. I'm no, worried no, about was- you. <laughs> did you actually see anything, any eyes, any anything that was holding the branch back? Whenever I looked up, it seemed as if... I honestly thought it, I thought it was a person. I thought it was just, like, a prank, as if, like, someone got on the roof. Because it genuinely looked as if, just, like, it was definitely on two feet, um... It was crouching down in a sense as if like, like a, just like a squat or something, mm-hmm. squatting down and as if like that, but the knees were, the legs were just significantly longer, I guess. Like it was just too big to be a raccoon or a cat or. So the legs were long enough that the knees when crouching down actually reached its ears, right? Or up to its head. I don't know about the head, but definitely up to like. Its, its shoulders. Shoulder, definitely like, like its up to shoulders. its shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't know if it was like doing that intentionally and then I instantly just like kind of made like a uh, whenever I get scared I like I, I yell at things so I was like mm-hmm. ah, just something horrible ran back just like stuck my fists out and stuff but and then my friends like dude what the fuck's wrong with you I'm like you did, 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 didn't see that like I was just like stuttering like I could just feel my skin just like pale like I wish I'd gotten a better like sight of it but it was just, uh, then again it was 1am like um yeah. It, it was just like, like I said, just the smell, and then I followed the the leaf, and it's that feeling like it, I've gotten, I don't know, like I've had pain done to me, not pain done to me. That, that's kind of can't speak English. I've been tortured in depth. Well, like I've broken a leg, you know, I've done that stuff, but like it's this feeling was just like just pure terror. I feel like. it was. Com- um, it just it threw me off. Now, uh, generally, uh, wood apes are not considered to be dangerous, um, or but uh, they seem to mind their own business, but they are curious. And they have the intelligence of an apex predator, even though they do not necessarily hunt. Uh, a lot of them seem to be vegetarian. Yeah. Um, it's. Do it's you want a to unique talk about situation. Some of the food that they like to eat. Mike? They uh, the lima beans. Yes, I, I was going to talk about they that a little beans. bit. Um, they eat lima beans. Did what? you have beans? For dinner? <laughs> but it's an interesting situation lima when you beans. are um, in a place where something is or could be hunting you. Uh, anyone who's been in a combat situation knows what it's like to be hunted by something as intelligent as you are. Um, especially uh, with eye contact looking up imagine, yeah. uh, a bear stands up on yeah. its hind legs and a man looks up into its uh, face there is that terror because you know that it is a much larger predator mm-hmm. uh, looking up into the eyes of even a creature that you know eats uh, eats fruits and berries somewhat the and di- cookies the diet is a little <laughs> bit off um, they eat cookies. No, they do. Uh, okay, lima beans, tea. apparently, but they don't so like uh, dried lima beans. They very much like lima beans that have been soaked, a little oh. bit wetted, um, or fresh lima beans. If they're if they're fresh, then that's great. But they don't they don't like the dried lima beans. Oh. Don't just go in the swamp scattering lima beans around. Come on, try that. No, just uh, generally, all it. beans are a very good skunk ape bait. Uh, although we have to qualify, please do not hunt skunk apes. They are probably endangered. And uh, if you do grab some beans Again, and head out into shoot. the swamp, uh, just, don't just, just don't shoot them. Just don't shoot them. 
Take um, a picture, show everyone else. Would be very interested in a motion capture camera set up in a swamp to perhaps get actual footage, although those are not cheap, and yeah. uh, swamp logistics are, is not great to shoot in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, really uh, they cool also love chocolate chip cookies. Uh, someone wants uh, one of the alleged sightings uh, that reported a highly and easily debunked photograph, and yet. Uh, but apparently a guy put out a cookie uh, and waited with a chocolate chip cookie on a, on a log and waited with the camera. Uh, Some Looney Tunes. And he got a picture. Uh, this, this Oh, no, was, that was just... This was attempted to be recreated. That was me. I just hadn't shaved that week. See, uh, I knew it because you love chocolate chip cookies. I love chocolate chip cookies. And you will go 500 it miles It was Tiff's treats. Man, you cannot get better than those. You can't. They're Still the best. Still nice, uh, chewy on... Oh, yeah. I mean, what if uh, what if aliens look at us as freaking skunk apes? Like, maybe that'll be my if? next tattoo. What if? Like a wood ape flying a flying saucer. No, I just <laughs> I like I like the idea that they are so technologically advanced that they can fly a flying saucer, and yet they still choose to live in caves in swamps. Well, I mean, you know, they have not discovered central well, air and they, heating, where gonna, but... Where are they going to go? Just like go I saw Independence <laughs> Day. They spent years just trying to figure out how to open that flying saucer. Oh, I just... <laughs> you know, like sometimes go. you just... You, you have enough. But then Jeff Goldblum was able to give it a computer virus using a laptop. Yeah, right? After, <laughs> that's so true. Once again, once again, we do our research here at In the Woods Thorough. Somewhere. Thorough research. Shout out to De- Jeff Thorough. Goldblum. You're awesome, man. Notice him, senpai. <laughs> Notice him. <laughs> um, so, well, I guess that's basically our show. We kind of did all of our discussion at the beginning, but that's okay. We did. Uh, so, okay, so how many people have you told about this uh, experience? And no one else saw it, right? Uh, my None friend, of your friends saw it? Um, Dan, uh, my friend Danny claims he said to have seen something, because like, all my friends, I'm like, dude, this... Like, there's something there. It's like, no, that's just a raccoon. That's just this. I'm like, no, bro, there's something there. And Danny was the one standing. Like, that's a big-ass raccoon, dude. If there is a seven-foot-tall raccoon, I want to meet bro, that. holy shit. I but that's basically a bear with an opposable thumb. But give it so, an AK-47. It rules so the world. That would be so cute. Like a giant raccoon. No, just give it a giant sugar cube. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Wash it in the water. Or grapes. <laughs> Folks, do yourself a favor. After you're done here, uh, go ahead and get on YouTube and look up raccoon eating grapes. Or oh, sugar cubes. It is the cutest or thing. Raccoon wow. stealing from cat. Just from look cat up videos of raccoons. Raccoon better. Raccoon sure videos are away. better than kitten videos. I swear to you. Oh, I want a raccoon named Bandit. Shots fired. <laughs> That's dangerous. Our show is over before it begins. Did it make any sort of noise or sound that you were aware of? For sounds, unfortunately not. No. I want. I want to say yes. That's like, even try creepier to that it was like, just it silent. Was, it, it was as if, like, I thought it was all a joke, like a neighbor or something, because we had friends in the neighborhood just, like, yeah. always doing stuff. But in my head, I'm like, all right, he has to get on the roof. He has to peer over. And I don't know, like, as soon as, like, I just, like, freaked out or something, it, it's as if, like, something let go of it, so it just, like, snapped back. So it looked like it was standing or crouching it on was, the roof. It was as if, like, a, like crouching, looking over with... And, and, uh, and holding the, plant, the, the top the of that over. tree. Uh-huh. Okay. As if like just looking at us. Did it jump down from the roof when it when it left? How did it leave? How did it go? I think it 
went away. I went I mean, to the you, other you, side. Did you? Did you shout? Did you? Oh, uh, I screamed definitely. Yeah. I'd, that's, I'd, yeah. So you kind of like then, screamed and freaked out and looked away for a minute when you looked back. Mm, it was, it gone. was gone. Okay. Gotcha. It was just like, oh my god, the fuck, and then look up and just. It was just like. But the tree was still moving. The ble- the, yeah, it was definitely like as if like it got bent back, and then it just like kind of like started doing that again. Gotcha. Well, you can't really see my hand, but it's moving no. back. No, no, no. <laughs> I didn't realize that as I was doing that. I was like, see my hand. It was hand. just waving yeah. back But started and waving forth. back and forth as, as if it had been, been like just it. released yes. from yes, the yes. springiness of a tree. Wow. Uh, any, anything else that you want to throw in about the story? Any other portion um, of the story? Honestly, it was... Just like, really it, fast. it just happened really fast, very unexpected. Like I do believe there are some things in this world that are not meant to be seen or just trying not to be seen. And whenever we see that, there's just a natural reaction of just confusion, of fear. But then again, it's a human condition to fear the unknown. Yeah. But honestly, that was by far one of the biggest guttural feelings I've ever had of adrenaline or any fight or flight situation. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your of story course. with us. That's Absolutely. an awesome yeah. story. Hopefully, hopefully um, I could uh, get more detail next time or something. Yeah. yeah. And for those of you who are about to comment saying that we're talking about suburbia Houston and these are extremely solitary, extremely wilderness-driven animals, I would just like to point out that not only is Houston basically a drain swamp, uh, but it has a sewer and drainage system of over 6,100 miles Jesus. underground. Uh, there are alligators that live well within the bounds of Houston. In fact, uh, according to cron.com, C-H-R-O-N, which is a subsidiary of the Houston Chronicle, I believe, uh, there is actually a gator season in Houston. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely gator season. So that yeah. means that these, these caves, yeah. this ability to live underground, especially if you don't mind smell, uh, especially if you already smell like sewage. You give off. Yeah. If you're nose deaf from your own ridiculous B.O., the because sewers and drainage system under Houston. Nose that is equipped for this, that's smashed into their face like a pug. And they've, got a, they've, got a, they've got a person nose. They can't smell any better than us. You know, They don't have that long bear nose that can smell blood in the water for even yeah. It's even flatter than our noses. Yes. Really? Yeah. So they, they are probably... brachiosymphalic, I think is the That's definitely. Excellent. That All right. Yes. yes. No, totally. Uh, well, I feel like it's brachiosymphalic. The pug face. Brach- I just feel like Brachio- it's just some type of Benedict Brachiocephalic. <laughs> it's just a step in evolution that got lost. What? Made the wrong John A. Bendersonphalic. So yeah, so the idea that a extremely reclusive animal that spends most of its time underground potentially hibernating. Uh, throughout the warmer summer climbs, uh, or you know, uh, actually, sorry, scratch that. The it's climbs. Not the it's not the warmer. <laughs> it's Pot- the warmer climb. Potentially hibernating underground, just like alligators seem to do, uh, nesting underground. You can't climb when you're warm, Mike. You'll get all sweaty, and then your hands will get all moist. Like it has been today. Yes. <laughs> today sweaty is not a day moist. for being outside, then, unless you are a skunk ape. Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's this perfect skunk ape weather. And you had said that it was very, very cold at the time it uh, was, that you spotted this. Yeah. So a, uh, you know, a, an extreme change of weather forcing it out of its normal habitat to go find something to eat is I also a possibility. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, which is why it showed up in suburbia. If there's alligators, there could be skunk apes. That's all I'm saying. Well, and when you think mm-hmm. about it also, in suburbia there's a lot more cement that could be absorbing, you know, sunlight during the day, and it, it, 
urban, it, urban areas are a lot warmer than mm, um, absolutely it could have very areas. much come into the city looking for warmth yes uh, it could have also found a very low interest balloon payment in the early 2000s uh, <laughs> on a nice three bedroom family home uh, that eventually was foreclosed on in 2008 uh, and there you go explains more <laughs> it happens it happens well as we wrap up the show here, unless anyone has anything else to add. No, I think I'm good. Well, good. Uh, again, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, yes, thank you so much. I do want to list one additional site that I used. Um, of course, uh, I stated at the beginning, I used uh, the Texas, I'm sorry, the North American Wood Ape Conservancy website, paranormalencounters.com, and then the lonestarape.com, which is a really cool website you should go take a look at if you're into this kind of thing. They have, like, various critters listed and stuff like that. Very it's, nice. it's really interesting. Um, and uh, If you would like to get in touch with us, yeah. uh, we have the email inthewoodscast at gmail.com. Uh, if you would like to send us your stories of skunk apes or cryptids, uh, if you live in the Central Texas area and you have a personal sighting, uh, please let us know. Well, even if you don't live, we can figure out in, in Texas we can, or in the Central Texas area, we can figure out a way to have you call in or maybe read your story on your behalf. Um, so just reach out to us, comment down below, um, email us. Be sure to rate us. If you're listening to our podcast and you absolutely love us uh, like we know you do. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, please rate us. Give, give us, us all the stars. Yeah, and do give us feedback because um, we are a fledgling show and we want to, we would like some advice if you have any. Yeah, comment below. Feel free to troll. Uh, we, uh, we, you know, we can handle it. We'll make fun of you on, on uh, just like you make fun of us. Uh, but, but please, definitely comment. Uh, let us know how we're doing. If you have any additions or comments that you'd like to add, please let us know. Um, yeah, that about does it for us. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll uh, see you next time. It's a great sign-off. We're still working on the sign-off. <laughs> Give it time. See you next time. Walter Cronkite. And that's the way it is. Ooh, what about like, uh, no? we'll see you no. next time, or maybe they will. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh, who's the... Uh, <laughs> that's horrible. Good night that's and good so luck. Uh, I, I actually... F how about just no. what it says on your alien patch? Sebastian is wearing a pet, an alien patch that just says, I want to leave. I want to leave. That's a good sign. <laughs> right, I, want we'll right, I, want I want to leave. I want to believe and I want to leave. Yes. I, I just believe. want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> want to leave because I'm... I have a chupacabra that I adopted waiting for me at home. <laughs> it's true. It's true. His and name we all, is Cyrus and we he is believe the cutest thing in Cyrus. All right, well, thank you very much. We'll see you all next week. Find us on our Facebook page, In the Woods Somewhere, or on our website, inthewoodsomewhere.com. You can follow us on Twitter, at In the Woods Cast. Or you can just shoot us a story or a question or just tell us how much you love us at contact at inthewoodsomewhere.com.